Welcome to Group Dates and Hot Takes, a Bachelor Nation podcast. I'm Sampy. I'm Christy, and we're recapping Michelle's season of The Bachelorette. Did y'all miss us? We've been gone for a week. Oh no, so sad. Ugh, Christy, it was really great for me to have a week off. How was it for you? Um, I have to say it was a much-needed rest. <laughs> we, we had a busy week, but well, class yeah. is back in session. Oh, it's been, it's been, the Bachelor Nation has just been churning and churning and churning lately, so uh, it was, it was good to have a little R&R. Yes, but time to resume. Ugh. Okay. Yes, we are, we're back here for... If I'm not mistaken, this is season 18 of mm-hmm. The Bachelorette with Michelle Young. I think that's her last name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they never really say it very much, but... Yes, Michelle Young, the teacher from Minnesota. I will not make any of your ears bleed with my terrible minnesota accent yeah let's save that <laughs> wow thank you for the vote of confidence <laughs> no i'm sure it's great just we don't need to do that <laughs> uh, i'll just i'll just cut this out later <laughs> so what what's been going on in in bachelor nation since we last spoke to these fine people um, not a ton. I mean, all the Paradise couples are still together and madly in love. So no, of course, they they've been posting a lot on social media. But mm. other than that, not. I mean, they're filming the next Bachelor season with Clayton right now, so there's like spoilers floating around for that. Well, and not to mention the spoiler of like that he's, you know currently in this season that we're starting now yeah it is a bit strange like every time he comes on screen i'm like oh well (laughs) don't really care he'll be gone shortly yeah i don't i don't know how long he lasts or anything but it should be Uh, interesting to see his exit uh, yes will he go away soon hard to say Uh, i will say however that as is the usual case, these first episodes are just sort of, yeah, like there's just too there's there's so much going on that there's nothing going on. Yeah, they're very chaotic, but we only learn a, a little bit about a really small number of guys. True, because do you do you have do you have the numbers for us as far as how many? Because she started with 30. How many did she eliminate this episode? You know, it's weird. Like, the last couple of seasons, they've been showing, like, two or three that get eliminated the first night, but then they don't show her saying goodbye to the rest. So, I mean, I could count how many roses she gave out, but I don't know exactly how many got eliminated. Okay. Huh. Do you Do you like this larger number or do you think that it takes away from 
just the overall flow of the show? Um, yeah, I think it should be back to 25 like it used to in earlier seasons. Like, do we don't really need 30 or past 30 as they've done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, as, as, uh, sort of ridiculous as the premises of, of dating a bajillion people at the same time, I do think that once you get past a certain point, it becomes more of a hindrance than an actual help to the objective of the show. Because you just, at that point, you just have so many people that it's like, well, what are you, what are you really supposed to do here? Yeah, it's just more chaos, which they love. Yeah, I just... So here, well... Is there is there anything we particularly care about before getting to the Ryan drama? No, you mean from the intro packages? Correct. No, the rest of them were just like, oh, I live here, my mom's a teacher. <laughs> uh nothing too nothing too crazy until you got to ryan okay because i did i did want to talk about that uh, obviously about it in general but also in the context of bachelor nation as a as a whole as well um so in case people don't know why don't you go ahead and explain what actually happened here so this is something i haven't seen before but take caitlin and Tasha showed up to the guys rooms i guess a day or two before the first night and decided to just rummage through their stuff which i think the whole the only reason they did that is because producers knew ryan who's a farmer had a folder or multiple folders that contained like essentially a game plan a list of strategies and notes and info about michelle and previous seasons of the bachelor and like how not to be a villain and things you should say uh, which is just so stupid that he brought it with him like i can understand having this sort of folder at home but <laughs> I just, I don't understand the thought process of let me bring it onto the show. And just, it just makes you seem fake. So I, I guess the question there is then, do you think that he was fake? Like, do you think that he, he was potentially like a producer plant that he, no. you don't. Okay. No, I think he is an actual legit, like, wanted to be there. I just think he got caught up in, like, winning the game, essentially. Like, making it as far as he can and didn't. I just... The other thing is that um, before the pandemic hit, he... Or the, the Bachelor did this, like, live on stage production thing where they would go city to city and each city would have, like, a bachelor like in quotes that would there'd be like a few other women invited on stage and they would do like these dates makeshift dates on stage and at the end he would pick a person so it was like a mini bachelor season contained in like one evening and there's a big audience and everything so 
Ryan was one of those bachelors. Okay. So when he's insinuating, like, oh, I've never seen the show. I don't know how anything works. That just doesn't seem believable. Correct. Like you, were, you were the actual <laughs> bachelor, and if you did that, I would assume you don't sign up for something like that without knowing anything about the show. Yeah. So I guess I guess I'm just questioning how much influence the producers had here. Well, do you mean like if they told him to bring the folder? It, well, if they told him to bring the folder. Uh, with, you know, the fact that, oh, uh, Tasha and Caitlin just happened to go through his stuff and find it. I don't know. It just seemed well, like. Yeah, that part was definitely staged. Like the fact because they don't ever do visits like that. So the whole point of the visit segment was just so they could happen to find this folder, which producers clearly knew was there. Yeah, so I guess what my overall question here is for you, is this too much? Meaning, is this sort of stuff that does at least at some level, again, whether whether like they straight up told him to bring it, whether they knew he was gonna bring it and and so they sent their hosts to to find it whether he was just a plant in general which you don't seem to think is the case but regardless of of that like do you think that that is is too much from the perspective of okay yeah this is a reality tv show of course but do you think that stuff actually adds to the show or is it just all this stuff that's like pulling focus from the actual thing and just kind of detracting from the overall show? Because sometimes, to me at least, it seems like, and this isn't the only case, but it's the most recent case, where it just seems like there's so much stuff pulled, like strings pulled from behind the scenes that it ends up being a bit gr kind of grating because it's like I know like I know this is a reality TV show like so like yeah like it's not like real but it just feels a bit excessive to me sometimes yeah I, I get that I I think a lot of things on this show are staged that you probably don't realize so to me it doesn't feel like out of left field or like an extra thing. And it also just kind of adds humor to the episodes, maybe because I've watched for so long, like stuff like that is kind of like, oh, something different, even if it's clearly like planted by the producers. Hmm. I don't know, I don't mind it. Cause if it's funny, like I don't mind it. Hmm. Okay. Be interested to know what the general consensus out there in bachelor nation viewers is because yeah it's kind of for me it's like like why why even why even go through this like <laughs> it's just it's just drama plus they need like those shots for the previews of like something uh, 
drastic happenings that people need to tune in. Uh, I'm not a fan, Christy. I'm not a fan. And I found it entertaining, at least this time. Not not all of the planned bits land for me, but this one did. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess I'll let it slide then. This time. <laughs> huh. Well, is there anything that you wish to go over as far as entrances go um well first off i like the location they're at i like when they take a break from the bachelor mansion where where are they i think they're still (laughs) in la somewhere or california i don't don't know exactly okay um as far as limo arrivals um some of them stood out the first one was pretty good with nate which I didn't realize Nate wasn't his actual name, and I did yeah. certainly did not catch his actual wow. name. <laughs> Unbelievable. It was extremely long. So his friends call him Nate. And he also says, better Nate than never. Ugh. Everybody has to have a clever line. What You say clever, but was that actually clever? <laughs> uh, it's, it's the best he could do. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Oh, uh, next was Romeo. Ah, uh, who names their child Romeo? <laughs> he says our love story won't end in tragedy. But that's pretty bold to say. I guess we'll see. Yeah, particularly given, and I don't want to assume that everyone just automatically knows this, even though it is pretty common knowledge. But Romeo and Juliet is a Shakespearean play and Romeo and Juliet are both very young people and basically for no reason end up killing themselves. Because because they're so in love. And there was a miscommunication. (laughs) So... <laughs> Perhaps that's not the best analogy to make. Even if you're like, oh, but ours won't end in tragedy. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so and he, ca- he can't help the fact that he was named Romeo. <laughs> Look, if my parents had had the ill judgment to name me Romeo, I would have changed it. Legally, as soon as was possible. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Next is Jack. The only thing I remember about him is that he arrived in a waiter uniform. Look, it wasn't a waiter uniform. It was just a very classy white tux, okay? I mean, he looked like a waiter to me. Wow, Christy, that is... Little, I also don't a little like. Offensive, I also don't like white tuxes. So, wow, that is so brave. <laughs> um, Clayton, the bachelor, shows up. Wait, and oh yeah, 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 that's right. Um, he brought a giant ruler in case he needs discipline. And mm-hmm. as the internet pointed out, this is slightly outdated. 
Yes, uh, at this point in time, uh, most schools are are have uh, have discontinued corporal punishment <laughs> in their classrooms. Yes, I still found it funny though. She didn't really spank him very hard. He was literally the worst spank of all time. Okay. Yeah, but. And I maybe shouldn't say this, but I got way worse spankings from my parents. Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this was nothing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There wasn't. I mean, I guess they're they're really tr they're trying to lean into like, see, we're 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 on the right side of history, bringing in a lot of, a lot of black people a lot of like hispanic people and just all all sorts of poc here we're trying yes to, we're trying to change they're trying to make up for lost time when you had seasons where there were zero people <laughs> of color <laughs> look christy okay the black people only make up about 12% of the U.S. population, okay? You can't blame them if they couldn't find anybody who was qualified, okay? No, of course not. We can only have the best black <laughs> yeah, people. Yes, on the show. of course, yes. Ugh, but now they have found the best. <laughs> yes, <So>. finally. <laughs> oh, we had a bunch of a montage of just cheesy lines and... Somebody speaking in Spanish. That dress was just fabric until you brought it to life. Um, a couple of people I didn't write anything down for because they didn't. Yeah, I mean there was just like a memorable. lot of a lot of stupid stuff. It, it like I know like the 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 guy who's like basically like wearing a kid's school uniform like the like the, na <laughs> like the navy blue like short shorts whatever and like the yeah the that one was funny he it says was also he might, a little creepy he says he might give her a d and then like pauses and then it's like oh but it stands it's like, for diamond it's like absolutely terrible innuendo <laughs> it's just like <laughs> It was pretty lame. If you're gonna, if you're gonna make innu innuendo, at least like have it not be lame. Come on. Yeah. The next, we had somebody who broke his foot, and then we had LD, who was 38 years old, who arrived in a suit jacket on top, and nothing but a speedo on the at the bottom. Uh, well, and it, it was also like a speedo oh yeah it was not big enough you, where you tried you you're like I, I didn't know that i tried not to look at it I, I didn't notice if it said anything on it well no no it didn't say anything it was like in a tuxedo pattern you know how you can like get oh a, a, like a tuxedo like t-shirt yeah it was black it, and white it was like that <laughs> yes but it was too small and i didn't like it Uh. uh the next memorable one is Rick who arrives with his head under a platter. He's like in a 
a box table. Oh yeah, just like on a, like a rolling serving table essentially. Yeah, and then when Michelle takes the platter off, she like almost slams it down on his head, which she I would have been she tempted should, to she do. She should have just been like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> I know it this was. I just I didn't like it. He looked decapitated. It was just like this floating head that's talking. It was very creepy to me. So you didn't you didn't like the lettuce around his decapitated head. You thought it was creepy. Well, it wasn't the lettuce. It was just the fact that it was just the head floating. Hmm, I see. I mean, it it kind of in my opinion it's sort of just like a lame gimmick. Yeah, I mean, he stayed kinda, in the box the whole yeah, night. Yeah, it's kind of it's like the James in the box thing. It's like, oh, wow, so original. Great job. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But then, dun, dun, dun. The worst man of them all arrives. Our schemer. Our note man, Ryan, in his ice cream truck. Yeah, I thought that was a random gimmick considering he's a farmer. No, it's not because he knows she likes ice cream, Christy. It's all part of his plan. Well, he went to a lot of trouble. His evil plan. Did he, though, or did the producers just be like, here's an ice cream truck? Well, yes. (laughs) He did not procure that. (laughs) looking at you makes my heart melt I wonder is that one of the lines in his folder probably (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it is (laughs) we also had Rodney who arrived dressed as an apple okay I'm 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 very glad she addressed this later I was I was just watched this and I was like you are such an idiot because he's literally it's not even a great Apple costume, either. No. But he's just like, ha- <laughs> basically, his shirt is not a shirt. It's like an apple. But she- Michelle is talking to him, and she's like, what kind of apple are you? And he's like, Granny Smith. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, you are wearing a red Apple costume. Granny Smith are like the most famous if not the only green variety of apple. I know. How do you manage to pick the one that wouldn't work? (laughs) I mean, there's so many other, like, Honeycrisp, Red Delicious. uh, uh, There's so many that would have worked. Even, like, Golden Delicious. (laughs) Uh, It's like, dude, come on. Fuji. What is it? Gala apple? Yes. Yeah. Like these are not obscure varieties of apples. (laughs) These are like you walk by them in the grocery store every time you go in there. (laughs) Oh, that was pretty funny. Oh man. I also so this next guy, the Peter, I guess his name was listed as a pizzapreneur uh, does he own a pizza place i mean i guess 
I mean, he wasted some pizza dough. He, like, threw it up in the air and left it on the ground. Yeah, he literally, like, did the, like, the pizza dough spin like you'd see a chef do. And he just, like, didn't even bother to catch it and just kept walking. So wasteful. I would never do such a thing. Though. Then we had Daniel, who apparently is a firefighter, but he rode up in a child's fire truck. Yeah, with all the little, like, the beeping and, like, the toy noises and stuff. <laughs> yes, it looked very silly because he's, like, three times the size of the truck. Yeah, I mean, he's a normal-sized man. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I think my fire truck was the best. <laughs> yeah, except, you know... <laughs> PJ then immediately arrives afterwards. On an actual fire truck. With uh, sirens blaring. Yes, it was very funny sequence. Then, like, <laughs> he's like standing next to all the other guys and he's like, yeah, I'm a firefighter. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I came in a toy truck. <laughs> uh, talk about unfortunate. <laughs> oh yeah that was pretty funny definitely uh lost the battle of the fire trucks there <laughs> yeah brandon J gets pushed in on a bed for no good reason well i mean it's a good reason obviously he wants to be in bed with her christy duh come on you it's not it's so obvious. This one didn't land for me. <laughs> I'm so surprised. Uh, Spencer arrives bouncing two basketballs. So talented. Um the rest of them weren't very memorable until you got to Joe who was the last one they showed. Mm. And they already kind of know each other. Apparently she had like been messaging him and he ghosted her. So I know your answer is just going to be they like to create drama. But I'm still going to ask this question. Alright. Why do they keep doing this clearly the producers know about this like their only rule is don't talk to people outside the show so why do they just intentionally bring in somebody she's talked to before the show well so i feel like that rule is generally like from contestant to contestant but i'm guessing when she was chatting with him this was before she was like announced as the bachelorette maybe i don't i don't know when this happened hmm. I, um... but it it seems unlikely to me that they've said she's the bachelorette and then oh she's trying to get with some guy in her dms i mean has it not happened before yeah i just didn't, <laughs> michelle didn't seem like the type to do that plus with the stuff he mentioned later like Using George Floyd as his excuse <laughs> for not messaging her back. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it like... was it was just a really stressful time in America for black people that I just didn't have the bandwidth to get back to you. 
Yeah, so like that was in 2020. <laughs> so I'm guessing this happened last year. But wasn't she? Uh, I don't know. I just uh, I can't stand the producers sometimes. Yeah, they like drama. <clears throat> Anyways, I guess we got to get back to the actual episode. We sort of finally started the episode in a lot of ways here when she finally got to start having conversations with these people. Yeah, um, she enters the room and... You know, does the standard bachelorette beginning speech, start of important journey, excited, <laughs> be authentic, all that stuff. Um, and then I guess pretty immediately she does chat with Joe and that's when he gives that excuse. And, and like she pointed out, he doesn't have to be ready for a relationship at that point. He just needed <laughs> to like message her back. <laughs> I love too. She's like, I mean, like, I was in Minnesota too, and I was like, yeah, teaching all these black kids. Like, it was a bit yeah, of a it was hard it was, for it everyone. Was a, it was a bit of a time for me too, because he was. I think he, what he was saying wasn't he was that he like owns a business that was like on that street or something. Uh, I didn't. I missed that. I think that's what he was saying. Was he was like because they didn't they rename. Like that, that area, like George Floyd Square or something. That sounds right. I think he was. I think he was saying he, he like owned a business there, which I don't know necessarily how that makes it really that much worse for him, but I don't know. Yeah. So she tells him she needs to think. So he's left in limbo. Dun, dun, dun. So yeah. eventually she chats with Rick. Uh, just see. get out of the freaking table. She like feeds him a strawberry and then finally he gets out. I just cannot wait for him to leave. He was, did you feel like he was like really intense when he was talking to her? It was very strange. I, I don't know what to he, tell you. He just made me uncomfortable. <laughs> you you don't you don't like it when people show up to you at, in inside rolling tables with their head in in a serving platter. I just I I would have sent him rolling back <laughs> when he showed up. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I mean, ugh, I, I mean, along I with the we'll guy with the speedo. <laughs> you're, you're like I do not accept people who wear underwear like that in public get out <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's some people just with limo entrances you know I, I don't need to see anymore well I mean you did m see most of it so <laughs> 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 yeah and then of course <laughs> I was so glad that, that Michelle did this <laughs> with Rodney being like um you know, Granny Smith are like the only apple that's green. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's like, wow, you really know your apples. It's like, come on, man. How do you not know this? 
yes, that was a necessary correction. I like missed that he said Granny Smith actually. Yes, he did. But you noticed. I mean, I was complaining about it the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I saw him, I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Look, maybe, maybe we should just give him some grace. Maybe he grew up in a food desert and never had seen an apple before. Mm, but maybe. I feel like that should kind of be fairly common knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, and then ice cream truck man again. Yes, Ryan takes her out. And I have to say his hair is like way too poofy at the top. It was a little poofy. You are correct. Um. So, yeah, there wasn't much there because we're really like building to this point where... Oh, yeah, the confrontation. Yes, TK like interrupts and informs Michelle about Ryan's folder, which why didn't they tell her before? They kind of waited a while. I think you know the answer to that. Well, yes. (laughs) Drama. (laughs) So Ryan is like super confident and cocky through all this. (laughs) So she grabs Ryan, tells him about the notes, then he gives this whole spiel of like... (laughs) I I cannot get over this whole thing. Like how... I feel like if you're gonna be in that situation, you gotta you gotta also have a contingency plan for if you get caught. Yes. Why wasn't that in the notes? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he should have had that in his brain because, like, the whole thing about how he was trying to explain himself, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't really like, you know, I'm just I am who I am," and like these notes were written by. The, this wife of a friend of mine and blah 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 and then he like late like moments later contradicts himself saying that like mm-hmm. he wrote it and so Michelle is like um I thought you didn't wrote it or like yeah, I thought you didn't write it and he's like well I wrote some <laughs> like they they may have written a couple paragraphs yeah and then Michelle <laughs> who was like straight to the point she's like let me see these notes <laughs> And they, like, walked to his room. This was, like, being led to the principal's office. She should have spanked him. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) He has to unzip his suitcase. This is so embarrassing for him. And, like, brings out the folders. And he's like, there's not anything to find. And she's like, I'll be the judge of that. So he's so so awkward. And finally, he's just like, "Uh, I'll I'll wait outside. It's basically (laughs) like, yeah, you should do that. Yeah, then she, like, spends a good chunk of time, like, reading through the stuff, and, like, they name-drop some people, like, they name-drop Ben Higgins, who was The Bachelor a few years back, and Blake Horseman, Jason Tardick, who were on a season together. It's just weird. He had all these, like, names and things to do, and so she is not happy. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, look, you gotta be like me. Keep all your schemes in your brain no paper trail i know what an idiot (laughs) and so she like walks out to him and is like i'm not okay with starting with a red flag and she will be walking him out you're out of here and he like tries he's like is there anything i can do to change your mind oh he said that what like three times i know she's like again (laughs) i I need to walk you out (laughs) 
Oh, is there anything I can do do to change your mind? Uh, You're leaving. (laughs) And they show him, like, sitting outside on this, like, random suitcase. (laughs) It's so sad. Uh, He did not do very well. No. (laughs) Oh, well, he's gone. She has to tell the group that he had a lot of red flags. And, and like, don't mess with me, guys. Uh-huh. I will lock you out. <laughs> oh, that is. <sighs> so yeah. then we had a conversation with Nate, who was the first guy out of the limo. And when she. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I don't know if I necessarily agree with how he played this conversation. Because Not it, so. Well, if I remember correctly, it was just, like, a lot of talking about how his parents were divorced. Mm-hmm. Which, like, because it wasn't just that his parents got divorced, but then his mom remarried and then got divorced a second time. Which... Yeah. Of course, like stuff happens but at the same time it's a little strange to like lead with that well i think he was trying to say like oh i don't want to tell you too much about me because of like all the stuff that's happened in the past and she's like no you should still open up be vulnerable all that yeah i guess i don't know that might be a slight red flag to me the fact that he talks about it so much well, yeah, and just having so many divorces in your family tree. Well, he can't help that. <laughs> I know divorce isn't contagious. <laughs> <laughs> but there, I feel like there may be some sort of correlation to increased divorce risk. The more divorces mm-hmm. your parents have, I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah, he could have talked about, like, work or something. I don't know. Yeah. And maybe maybe, maybe it's just a good thing that he led it with that. But I feel like, you know, you're on a first date with somebody. Maybe don't lead with the fact that, like, you have seven sets of parents. Yeah, normally that would be, like, a group date convo or one-on-one or something. Mm-hmm. Well... Hopefully, he can overcome and find a way to be vulnerable. You know, as vulnerable as she needs him to be. You know, you gotta be vulnerable here, Christy. Mm-hmm. It's the only way this will work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta trust the process. And part of the process is learning to be vulnerable. <laughs> So eventually, at some point, Caitlin brings in the first impression rose. Dun, dun, dun. And eventually, after some more combos with other guys, Michelle makes her way back to Nate while everybody is watching and grabs Nate while she's holding the rose and everyone walks them, watches them walk away. Dun, dun, dun. 
then. So he gets the rose. Can I? Can I? I just want to say here. Before he got the first impression, Rose, they're having this conversation, and she's like, she's like, you know, I just really enjoy talking to you. There are no awkward moments. Was that him? I'm pretty sure it was in this conversation, wasn't it? I thought that was somebody else, like, in the montage. Am I insane? No, I remember hearing that. No, no, I know it happened. I just, I just wrote down that it was with Nate, but there are also so many people here that I could be completely wrong. Um, I thought it was him. Anyways, whoever it was. It's just like, you've never, like, this is the first conversation you've ever had with this man. Why, why are we going off of no awkward moments? Like, good for you. You've spoken for two minutes and haven't had an awkward moment. Congratulations. I think, I think it was just, uh. I don't know what else to say kind of thing. <laughs> huh. Well. Because, like, it's nerve-wracking for everybody, so. Oh, wow. You just have to be so compassionate, Christy. <laughs> so understanding. I'm not always like that. Mm -hmm. just have to, have to, I have to be the mean one of the podcast. The mean co-host. No, I trashed somebody's suit earlier. Well, yeah, and you really, I mean, you toned it down from during the watching. You were very mean then. <laughs> yes, Christy, Christy tones down her meanness for the official recordings. Hey, just, I don't want us to lose just, everybody. Just so everyone knows, she's like, you know, I'm going to keep my real mean hot takes to myself <laughs> in, in more private, and then I'll let... I'll let Sampy be the mean one officially. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like we both turn it down. Hmm. I would never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terribly mean. So it looks like it looks like she eliminated ten. Um. Or nine or eight. Yeah, maybe like eight or nine. It looks like. But yeah, I did not. There were like three people she showed that she hugged and we didn't see the rest. Yeah, see, and that I think this just goes back to what we were talking about earlier. It's like why why are you gonna have thirty people if she's barely gonna have time to talk to any of them and you're just you're literally just eliminating a bunch of people for the sake of eliminating a bunch of people. Because it's not like, because like if there if there were only twenty five people, she would probably only eliminate four or five that first night, right? Like you're not gonna still mm -hmm. like it's not like a ton more people are making it much further into the into the season anyway. So it's like, what's the point? I think it, they just need people to eliminate. I think the norm now is to have more than twenty five. Because this show actually used to be a little shorter back in the day. Or they, they would get down to a smaller number of people quickly. Ugh. Why can't we just go back to the good old days, Christy? Oh, those days are gone. Ugh. Uh, now we're just stuck in this sucky present. 
Yes, and I also want to say Joe got the last rose. Mm-hmm. Despite so. despite her concerns about his ability to be vulnerable and the fact that he ghosted her. Yeah, I guess she'll give him another chance. Dun dun dun. Man. Well, we're back in it, Christy. Yep, episode one down. Uh-huh. Only, like, ten or eleven left for this season. It's very scary. So the, the preview looks good. I think it'll be a good season. You know... I, well, first of all, I mean, I do like Michelle. So, so hopefully that helps. I mean, it is kind of annoying to me that, like, they just, and of course, this is TV, so they gotta pick something, but, like, they're just so, like, oh, this is Michelle. She she's super beautiful, but she's also super athletic, so nobody cared about her. And and then they're like presumably going to make so much of the season about the fact that like she played/plays basketball. Like you saw like in all of those like guy intros, you know, they'd be like, "Hi Michelle, swish." I could play b-ball too (laughs) I mean they always do that with the bachelorettes though like whatever thing they're known for gets driven into the ground yeah but she's got two things the teacher and the basketball (laughs) so we'll be equally equally divided yeah I mean we saw some sort of classroom group date coming up so that should be interesting Mm mm-hmm yeah, I don't know if did we actually talk about the well segment at the beginning in her classroom? No, I think we skipped it. Yeah, it's, yeah, they'll they'll they're gonna go to great lengths to include basketball and teaching in this season. Yep. <laughs> mm. The other thing I was going to say was. I believe next week will be our 30th episode. Oh. Yes. So we have surpassed everyone's expectations. So, Christy, we kind of have a little bit of a lame start as far as the kiss counter goes. On record, I have one. For this episode. <laughs> yep, just Nate. I'm sure that we will continue and this this uh, count will rapidly rise starting next episode. Uh, but beyond that, how can the fine people of the world reach us? Um, you can email us at groupdatespod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at groupdatespodcast. Excellent. Thank you for that. Yes, I 
We'll say I'm probably looking forward to this season a little bit more than I was looking forward to Katie's season. Yeah, for sure. Just overall. Um, I was glad to have a week off. Hopefully we have recovered enough to do a great job recapping this season of The Bachelorette. This has been Group Dates and Hot Takes, a Bachelor Nation podcast. I'm Sampy. And I'm Christy. We'll talk to you next week.